for the life of me, I can't figure out why Ash Wednesday is probably one of the most well-attended masses in a given year. Second, maybe only third, maybe only to Christmas and Easter. And it's the one time that we proclaim to the entire world we're Catholic. We, uh, we put dirt on our face and we walk around and tell everybody we're Catholic. Especially when the gospel says, everything you do, do in secret. The very night that this is read, we're going to put dirt on our face and walk around Bismarck Mandan proclaiming to the world that we're Catholic. Why is that? I asked my friend, who's a priest, a priest friend of mine out on the East Coast, I said, what are you preaching on for Ash Wednesday? And he said, I'm simply going to ask my people a question. Why are you going to let me smear dirt on your face tonight? Why? Why, why are you going to let me put mud on your forehead tonight? Ashes... This dark cross that we put on our forehead, ashes are a symbol of sin and repentance. Here's the kicker. This day only makes sense if sin is real. If sin isn't real, there's no need for redemption. There's no need for the cross. There's no need for a savior because there's nothing to be saved from. And I think in our day and age, sin for the most part is completely denied. For most people, sin doesn't exist. Or if it does, it's just not that big of a deal. The only reason I say this is because so few people go to confession. Sin isn't a big deal for you if you don't go to confession. Confession is the place where you're healed from sin. It's like when I'm sort of sick. I don't go to the doctor because it's not a big deal. But if I'm puking my brains out, I go to the doctor. I go to the place to be healed because it's a big deal. Folks, sin is a big deal. It's a huge deal. But the idea that humanity has undergone some sort of primeval or primordial catastrophe that left us broken, wounded, and unable to attain holiness, and inclined towards self-destruction. For modern man, that's kind of stupid. And my, my friends, this idea, this denial of sin is not something new. We have done it numerous times throughout history. And each time we do it, it ends badly for humans. Sin is denied, society falls apart, church picks up the pieces, church rebuilds society, society denies sin, society destroys itself, church picks up the pieces, church rebuilds society, sin is denied, and so on and so on and so on. It's not new. This new atheism that people are talking about, you hear it all the time. That I'm woke. Have you heard that terminology? I'm woke. I'm not sure what woke is, but I don't ever want to be it. 
if it's anything that they're talking about. Our most recent experiment with the denial of sin started in the 1800s and has still been going up to the present day with the Enlightenment. The philosophers of the time said we don't need God. Reason is the highest good. Original sin, sin itself is just a made-up myth so that the church can control people. The various revolutions at the time had people thinking that the common man or woman, you and me, we were in control of our own destiny. We don't need divine assistance. Karl Marx envisioned a world where the state was the greatest good. Religion, all it did was create wars and class struggles. Charles Darwin at this time announced that we were in fact not created by God at all. We were created purely by chance. That we emerged from a primordial soup. And out of that became who we are today. And have been steadily evolving to the perfect human being. The perfect human being. It has been almost two centuries since this philosophy, these ideologies have been given to us. And we have been living out of them. Are we really capable of our own happiness? Is man really as good as he thought he was? Are we really developing to the perfect society through natural selection? Do we even need God? Is sin some stupid, fictitious thing that's just made up to make us feel guilty, full of shame? Well, if you look at the facts, this experiment has failed drastically. Infidelity has never been higher. Drug use, sexual addictions are through the roof. Sex trafficking is a norm in third world countries. Multiple sex partners is considered a norm. Single parent households are an all-time high. Pornography is a multi-billion dollar industry. Obesity is one of the major plagues of America. More babies die in one day from abortion than soldiers have died in the entire war in the Middle East. We live in a time where most promises are broken, most marriages will fail. War, terrorism on our doorstep daily. And our insatiable need for more has put our country trillions of dollars in debt. The list goes on and on. Don't kid yourself. Sin is real. Original sin is real. We are broken. All of us are broken. I know we all put on faces like everything's okay. It's not okay. People in this church are hurting, have been hurt, have hurt people. Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he said, I always hate praying for peace. Pray for peace, 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 peace. We're never going to have societal peace until we have peace in here. Peace in society is an extension from individual peace. And individual peace comes from knowing that you are loved, no matter who you are or what you've done. We are broken. We're not beyond fixing. But we have to invest in the process of healing. It's not something that happens overnight. It's something that you have to push back on day in and day out, you guys. 
To not give yourself whatever you want. One of the servers, I'm not going to say who, in the sacristy said, I can't go 20 minutes without eating. I'm like, yes, you can. You don't know what real hunger is. One of my wrestlers back when I taught at St. Mary's High School, you know the longest he went without food? Six days. Just to make weight so he could wrestle. And then he came to me and he's like, I can't fast, I can't fast. You fasted for six days. What's, more, what's, what's the important thing in your life? Is it holiness? Is it inner peace? Is it healing? Or is it just the next best thing that comes out? We need to start pushing back as a society. To not give ourselves so much leeway. I don't know if you know this, but St. Francis of Assisi, he always called his body brother ass. I love that. He would talk to his body, brother ass. He would say, oh, you're tired. Well, we're going to stay up for another two hours praying. Deal with it, brother ass. Oh, you're hungry. Oh, it's been two days since you ate. We're going to go another day now until you shut up. Deal with it, brother ass. Do our hearts move like that? Today, today is the day you can begin to push back, to fast, to stop justifying what you know is wrong in your life, to make changes. The first reading says, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. It's not too late for any of us. St. Paul says, even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and mourning. Make this Lent count. Make it count. I don't know if you've seen the movie Private Ryan. If you haven't, you've got to watch it. It's a great movie. It's about this kid. He's a soldier in World War II. <clears throat> and two of his brothers are also enlisted in the army. And they've been killed already. And in an effort to save this last son from dying. So that her, this poor mother won't lose all three of her sons in the same year to the same war. They send out a task force of soldiers to find Private Ryan and bring him home safely. They find him, but in the process of finding him and bringing him home, every one of those soldiers dies. It's a true story. And at the end of that movie, Captain Miller, who was the one that led the entire battalion, he's dying, he's shot four or five times, and he's on this bridge, and he's barely breathing, and he looks at Ryan, and he says these words, Earn this. What these men did for you, earn it. And he dies. The last scene of that movie is Ryan as an old man with his family. And he goes and kneels down at the grave of Captain Miller. And he says, Every day, Captain, I think of what you said to me on that bridge. Every day. And I've tried to live my life the best I could. And I hope that that was enough for you and the men that died for me. I hope that in your eyes I earned what you did for me. And when I saw that, I couldn't help but think of someone who died for me and for you. So that you could live. 
He came into this world not to live, but to die. So that you and I could live. He trampled the gates of hell, destroyed sin and death. And how have we repaid him? Have we earned what he did for us? May it start today. So at the end of our lives, we too can say, I have tried to live my life the best I could. I hope that was enough, Lord. Every day I think of what you did for me. And I hope that in your eyes, Jesus, I earned what you did for me. May all of you have a blessed and holy land. And this year, make it count.